All right, on to another episode of the Marketing to Win podcast. Today I get to chat with Kim Brooklyn. We spend most of the time today talking about that when you get into a new job, which Kim did recently, how you approach it, how you try and speed up quickly, particularly if you're in like marketing and operations, how you work with others to get a better handle quickly on like what's going on and the understanding it takes to make an impact on the business quickly. So give it a listen. She's awesome. Hope you learned something. Welcome everybody out to the Marketing to Win podcast. I've got Kimberly with me today and um, I'm really excited on, she had some awesome ideas that we were going to talk about today um, around uh, finding efficiency and effectiveness in a marketing team and tech. So let's let's just start with uh, quick intros like we always do. Tell us a little about, about you, who you work for, what you do and what you sell, and then we'll kind of maybe tee off like how you want to get into this conversation of you know what your what your experience has been or whatever so and i'll have plenty of questions along the way (laughs) sounds good so my name is kim brooklyn and i currently work for technology response team which is a managed it service and it's a little bit of a unique story how i started there i actually before this i worked at a travel company and they were one of our vendors. And so I had actually hired this team to help at that company and I I loved them. I was a raving fan. And so when I got the opportunity to come work here, I was really, really excited because I'm really impressed with their service and, and what they do and how they can free up time for people who are trying to run their businesses and don't really have time to fix their outlook and and also, you know, to help put in the security pieces to make sure that your data is safe. Um, I think that's really important. It's really tough for small companies to do that on their own because it it changes so rapidly. So I was thrilled to come here. Uh, And then my current challenge there is I, I am their first marketing person and so i am working to build up a marketing program at the company which is incredibly exciting and i really enjoy it and i think that is a pretty good summary (laughs) yeah that's awesome so uh total team wise how big is a team seven people yeah okay that is so that i let so a cloud app we're a little bit bigger we're around like 30 something. Um, but that small team vibe, just like super scrappy and just getting stuff done is so, is so fun. So I don't, how big was your team at the previous job? Well, it's interesting because I, I'm a very operationally oriented person. And so I was also hired there with about five people. And then, uh, well, I left with COVID, it obviously shrunk pretty rapidly because international travel stopped being so hot this last year for some mysterious reason. (laughs) But before that, I actually was able to help that company grow and and put in the operations in place for their marketing and sales team. And they had grown up to, uh, I think, 25 people. And so, yeah, I I really enjoy that challenge or that you described it as scrappiness of organizing the chaos, basically. Yeah, yeah, because uh, there's just like so much to get done. And like with those small teams, you've got to look, you've got to look bigger than you really are. And um, like you said, it's a it's a big challenge. 
Definitely. Uh, um, okay, so you're you're talking about how you're essentially building marketing from the ground up. So, did they have anything there before, like you started? Like, what what was already kind of in place? And yeah, well, and this is one of the things that I think is really interesting because in in this team, and I think a lot of teams, is they have services that help them with their marketing, but a lot of times those end up being pretty fragmented. Um, so, you know, we have a place that helps with some of the outbound campaigns. Um, there's a service that helps with our website, but there hasn't really been any testing done on the website. So there's a, a lot of a lot of room for improvement there. And, you know, I think most marketers would agree a website is basically your first impression in many, many cases. So that's critically important. And then another thing that I noticed with these teams is, uh, you know, when you start a business, you obviously, you're really curious where your clients are coming from. And so, you know, I find that we have a lot of that data, but it's, it's like in somebody's head or it's maybe in one software, but not in another, or we know that they came in for this reason, but we don't really have a good sense of what kind of tickets and, and where we're spending our time with those clients um, because all that data exists, but it's all in separate places. So, you know, I think for me, my strategy with a, a smaller company is first, let's get all of this in one place so we can get a really clear picture of who our clients are and what their biggest pain points are, because that's going to be what drives the content strategy, right? Like you don't want to be spending a lot of time putting out this amazing content that is really helpful for somebody who isn't going to shop for your product that sure. that's not the best situation and so with a new well any new company i think it's really important to dive into who those customers are but for me like the first step is getting all your data sort of aligned so you can get that background information and then you start actually talking to clients or sitting in on some of the sales calls and, and that type of thing. Yeah. How do you find the discipline to do that? Right. Because on small teams, you're expected to come in and start like you got to get going. So like, how do you how are you? I, I, I think I agree with you that long term you have to do that. But I think the discipline to do that process, because especially if there there's a lot of disjointed systems or you're not sure where everything is um as someone who's been in a lot of like operational projects and stuff it can be a task to get those together right especially if it gets it, it can get complicated so why do you feel like the there's the value to doing that first and like how do you have the discipline to do that well I think there's a few points to that. The first is, is it, it's foundational. If you are not, if you don't know who your customer is, you can put together the best marketing in the world, but it, it might not be the best marketing for your particular clients. Um, another thing is, is that what I find a lot in small organizations is that you, you are really strapped for time and everybody's doing a little bit of everything. And yeah. what can happen is, is, three people are doing the same task, which is not helpful because nobody has time. And so, you know, I think putting together the data, you start to be able to see that. And then it allows all of your employees, whether they're marketing or sales or, or 
service to actually work a little bit more effectively because they're not digging around in three different softwares. They don't have to ask the owner, hey, what was the story with this client? I forget what was their big pain point or what was their thing about this particular system. Um, but it is, you know, to your other point, it is a little bit of a hard sell. And I think there's those two things that are really important. Uh, the first one is, is that you need to be very clear on that value and very clear that you have a plan in place, very clear that you understand what the benefits are because you have to sell it. Um, and that's not going to happen unless you know why you're doing it. And so I, I think that's a big part of it. Um, another thing that is harder and takes a little bit more time is, is you really need to build up trust with everybody on the team. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, especially with like CRM, nobody wants to be a, a data janitor, right? Where it's like, oh, I spend all my time entering things into the CRM so that we can run reports. Um, that yep. doesn't sound great. And, and honestly, it doesn't move the needle forward in a lot of cases. Like it, for me, it's helpful to say, okay, well, how, how is everybody actually using this now? What questions are you having? Where are we struggling? Because if you can figure out how to get more accurate data and also make it easier for your team, that's where you're really going to start getting support for what you're doing and, and getting the trust of your team. And then if you have harder asks later, people are more likely to support you or help you um, because, you know, again, that data is critical, but so is getting the work done. So yeah. I, I think selling it, but also really understanding um, really understanding how your team members use the system. Um, another thing that's really helpful as you're doing that is to, as much as possible, make sure you're not breaking anything um, when you're making those changes. So like that builds this trust point. real quick. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, at the travel company, I had it, I luckily did not break it. Um, but there's something and I was like, well, this can go, this isn't necessary. Everybody, everybody's usually happy when you take something away. And then I I, I luckily talked to the right people and realized that was what prompted us to send send the bill. So, um, so I was very lucky in that I had those relationships built with the with the whole team so that I could get feedback. And I, I think a lot of trust also is just constantly asking people that you don't think would be impacted. Yeah. How how it impacts them and a lot of times they'll say it doesn't and that's great but, but at least you thought of them yeah exactly i mean it does two things because the first thing is is um they feel heard and then the second thing is is if if you were right and they really did it did impact them you're not making a mess that they have to clean up or if you are sometimes you have to you can at least warn them <laughs> like, yeah all right this is going to change it's going to be a little bit messy this is the time frame i anticipate and i think having that communication also is incredibly helpful because especially if you choose to change software there is usually quite a long period where those yep. things you can't think of everything um you can get it maybe 90 percent, but that 10 percent feels feels brutal 
Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, I think setting proper expectations goes a long way to building trust as well. Yeah. So maybe let's dive into a little bit of, if you can, like specific specifics of how you're doing that now where you're at, right? So you're, you're in there, you've got seven other people or seven, six other people that you're working with. Um, you're trying to understand um, customer data and then just how, you know, how the systems and data flow and work. How are you specific, like, with specific, how are you approach, like, what are you actually doing? Like, what, what do you do to, to do it? What do you do here? Yeah. <laughs> So there's a, a few different places. I mean, first of all, there's the places that I can dig into that definitely don't impact everyone. Like I said, I'm very focused on our website right now. Like I can see Google Analytics and how well our forms are converting without really breaking anything, which is right. nice. Um, the other thing I think that's really important is uh, with the team this small, you need to be talking to to everyone. And right. that's been really interesting because working remotely, that's a little bit harder. Um, I'm lucky because I was working with this team like as their client before. So I, I sort of know everybody from before, but, but it's still a new role and everybody's feeling out how they interact or what information I'm interested in yep. um, and those types of things. So I would say the first thing I'm doing though is trying to reach out, um, trying to ask a lot of questions about who our clients are, um, trying to do it in a way that's very respectful of people's time. Um, sometimes if I don't need that data right now, I'll, I'll keep a running file to the side um, so that I can quickly get just what's important to what I'm working on right at this second. Um, because, you know, if you inundate people with a million questions, it sounds more like an interrogation and less like building a relationship. Uh, so I, I definitely, I have a list of all the things I'm trying to work on or will work on or questions I have. Then I try to make a point of reaching out frequently because I also feel like the more frequent you reach out, the more you can get to know the team and, and what's important to them. Um, another thing that I find really important or that's been really helpful to me here and at other places is to really take advantage of times when the team is together. So if you're doing a staff meeting, um, I like to go over what were your wins for this week because that gives you a really quick look at what you can see what people are working on, what our team is excited about. Yeah. A lot of times those are client victories. A lot of times they're excited because somebody else was excited about their work. And so I, I find asking that question in a staff meeting is, is super helpful because it builds morale. It's very positive. It gives you content. It, it's like, it gives you everything. And it's such an easy question. And it takes yeah. maybe one to two minutes per person at the, at the staff meeting to go through it. Um, and it also helps keep everybody on the same page about what's happening in the company, you know, yep. so I can tell them these were my victories. And so I, I really find these, um, what were your wins this week, uh, a really powerful tool for that, um, particularly if it's in a group setting. Um, and so that's something that I've started to do with the team. Um, definitely right now I'm looking at how all of the technology 
talks to each other because again, like not all of our data is linked. And so mm -hmm. it's a question of, can we make it link? Do we need a new software? If we do a new software, will it integrate with this other software? How does that impact ticketing? How does it impact billing? Um, all these different things. And so, um, you know, of course you need to have some background in how to manage data, how to manage those systems. Um, and so for me, like I, I start looking at the system and that guides what questions I can ask with the team. Um, and then I think the other thing really that I'm prioritizing is, is getting to know our, our clients and who they are and how they came here. Um, I was really interested. I think it's, it speaks very highly of our team. A lot of our clients, the way that they started is they used to, kind of like me, they used to work at a company that had hired us and then they go to the new company and they're like, this is terrible. Let's call Chris with Chris is the owner of the company. Um, so I think that's a, a really interesting data point for me to know is like, people are really happy. They, they kind of take us with them yeah. wherever they go in the workforce. Um, and so, yeah, I guess just learning about that as well is, is really helpful because it's impossible. I mean, there's a million ways to generate leads, right? But some of them are way more effective than others. And you can't be on every social platform and blog and do ads and, 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 and it's just, it's not possible, especially at this small team. Um, like I, I am one person, I cannot write that much. <laughs> You know, that's so, a really interesting point, too, about like uh, maybe, you know, the complexity of data and understanding customers for big firms m makes easy sense, right? Because um, in the sense that you've got a huge budget, you've got to figure out where to put, I, I guess it, I, the concept is the same, but the, the meaning is different. So at a big firm, you've got a massive budget, you need to understand where to put the money um but it's big your budget's big enough that and your resources are big enough that you're not putting essentially all your all, all your budget into one or two channels you're spreading it across and then you're going to allocate it at different percentages on small teams like yours and mine though where every like 100 percent, you can't touch every channel if you try you're just gonna you're gonna kind of flounder so you have to pick a couple lanes so, but when you pick a couple of lanes, you've got to be like, sure that those lanes are going to, I mean, you don't have the budget. Like most of your budget is time that you have right. to put into it. And, and you have to know where to go. And, um, you know, there's something to be said of just like, I'm in the middle. I don't know where the balance, there's a balance somewhere and I think it ebbs and flows, but one side is, you know, going hard into the data and trying to understand and figure it out. There's another side of just like doing stuff to see what works quickly, failing fast and then adjusting. There's probably a, a, a medium in there somewhere of like the sweet spot, but for well, small companies, yeah, go ahead. The way that I view that is a lot of people come in and they say, okay, well, let's try this and see what happens. Yeah. And I don't think that's very effective. I think a better way to do it is to, here's my hypothesis. If we change these landing pages on the website, we're going to have conversions increase by this much. 
let's try it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, then you're on to the next thing. Now, the really challenging part I find for a small company is it, it takes a while to get the data. Yeah. You know, it's not like Amazon or Google where there's a billion visitors a day, right? Yeah. <laughs> that would crash our site, so I don't hope for that. But um, uh, it, it takes a while to build the data. But I think having a hypothesis about the work that you're doing is really helpful because it, it gives you a framework too of like, okay, well, how long should I be looking at this? How many, how many people need to visit before I decide this is enough? And I, I think people miss the mark there with, with wild experimentation. You know, I think it makes more sense to say, okay, this is what we're doing. This is the length of time. And this is what we expect to see. If it's this, then that's winning and we can double down on it. If it's, if it's why, then it's, it's losing and we need to try something different. And I, I think that gives a lot of structure to that problem. Yeah, I think I, I can appreciate that. I think um, to your point, like if you approach experimentation as in like a let's see what happens mentality, odds are probably that um, you're not intentional enough with measuring success to know whether it worked or not. So right. you're, you're acting fast, which I, on small teams is a good thing. You have to do it. But um, you, I like how you put it. You haven't put like a foundation or structure in place that kind of enables you to intentionally understand the impact of your results and then make decisions that can, can be more effective. And so you'll start something like, let's take your website, for example, you're like, Oh, you know what, I don't like the headline, let's change the headline. And then you change the headline. And then before you know it, like, two weeks passed, and you're like, Oh, I kind of forgot to <laughs> put some kind of measurement in place to see if it worked. Right. And, and, and then you realize, wait, I did three other tests, too. And one of those tests was also on the homepage. And now I can't even trust results going back and looking at it because I didn't have it. So I think I can appreciate that of like, and I think it takes uh, discipline. I, I don't think quite honestly I'm there yet because I, I've, I've been forcing myself to go quickly. And in my own work, I have run into a couple of points where I do it. Um, I'm confident in it. And then afterwards I'm like, oh shoot, like I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't intentional enough in making sure I, I was, I was, I had a great idea. I wasn't intentional enough in making sure that at the end I could like sell it appropriately to like make permanent changes or that like, I'm for sure that it was an improvement. Right. Yeah. And that's really tricky. I mean, another thing I think that makes marketing in particular really challenging is, is everybody talks about data and how everything should be data driven. Yeah. But again, unless you're Amazon or Google, that might not really make sense um, in all yep. cases, because there's a, a lot of positive outcomes that you can't trace attribution. You know, if, like, if somebody listens to this podcast and then calls my company because we're great, call us, um, that, I will never know that. Yep. And, and that's okay. Um, you know, I think that it's a little bit, there is a little bit of intuition, but there's also a lot of non-qualitative data that you can look at or make a hypothesis about. And and I think 
it's really important not to discount that. Like, what are your customers saying? Is your, have they told the techs great things or whatever it is that's a, a non-qualitative thing? I mean, just like not work related, but personal branding wise, I had, um, I've been very active on LinkedIn and I had a friend say, oh, I love what you're posting. I'm like, okay, that doesn't really show up anywhere, but it's telling me people are seeing it and responding yep. to it. Um, so there's a lot of data points that are not, not quantitative. And so I, I think, you know, when you're making your hypothesis, that's part of it. And then, you know, there's other things too, like brand recognition or, I, I know for a fact when I buy things, I'm more likely to do it after I've seen it several times because then I yep. start thinking about like, oh, I do need those wool pants. That <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't remember where I, even the how, how did you hear about us, the classic small business question doesn't really cover that because I have no idea. I mean, I'll tell you something, but I probably saw it in a few different places. Um, yep. And so I do think that's a little bit more difficult yeah that, it, that it's so funny how and and one further complicating factor of that actually as my mind goes a couple places at once is that like when you're on a small team you you just don't have the volume to make let's say statistically significant decisions yeah. that can be conclusive so you have to you have to make choices without um, you know, data's always got to be interpreted. So let's just like, even beyond the fact that let's say you did have statistically significant stuff, like you still have to interpret it. So for small teams, there's an extra challenge and, um, and, and yeah, like if you, if you're trying to force yourself to, to find attribution in everything, you're going to start missing the mark on what make people tick like it's an important piece it helps it helps and it needs to be there but it's not the only piece and um yeah i love what you said there so well, particularly too because a lot of it has to do with where your buyer is in their buying process so you know again there's cases where i've heard of a service and i'm like okay who cares and yep. then all of a sudden you need it and then they're top of mind and yep. there's no way to predict when that switches you know like the, the customer can predict it for themselves let alone you as a company doing it so yep yeah, yeah there's a there's a local there's a local video company here in utah called VidArmy, and like they've whenever i get to the point that i need video for something they've won me we're far away from that i might not ever need that but when I know, like, I won't even shop. Like, I right. know who I'm. I know who I'm gonna go to, and that's just what it is. So, that's gonna. That's a long-term payout for them. Who knows when or if it ever comes? But a side payout might be. I might like if anybody asks me for video, they'll be the one people I recommend. And that's just like there's no measurement. Like that's just what it is. So. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. I think it plays more into the psychology of buying than, you know, the the data of buying. Yep. But they're related. Yep. Of course, they're related. Um, but I do think, you know, when I talk about making a hypothesis, it, it's really important to keep that in mind, especially at smaller companies. I mean, I 
told you I'm looking at the website. And so I've been talking to people about how, what their approaches are to rebuilding websites. I'm more heavy in the operations than the, than definitely than the website building. So I'm definitely going to need help. And, you know, talking to those, to those people, that's one of the things that is really hard because they asked me, well, okay, well, what's the data? And I'm like, well, I mean, I've had data tracking for two weeks and we, <laughs> this many visitors. And <laughs> so yeah. like, I don't know if this even qualifies as data at this point. So yeah. uh, it's definitely for smaller companies a little bit tricky to do that always with the quantitative data that everybody is happy to use. I mean, quantitative data is amazing if you have it, uh, yep. obviously. But I think you need to use both and, and not forget about one or the other. Yeah, 100%. I love that. Um, which I think is easy for us, like the, especially operational folks who want to, you know, focus on process, focused on precision and efficiency, right? Um, it's easier to tell a story when you have the quantitative stuff you feel like, and, uh, but that's not, that's, that's not everything. It, there's, there's a healthy balance somewhere. So I think talking to other people, like you've mentioned, getting a structure in place, but um, maintaining the perspective of, un well, I guess just understanding where your business is and what you're doing and, and um, adapting to figure out what, what you need to do to make it work. So um, man, thank you. We're, we're at time. Thank you so, so much. That goes by, it goes by so fast with these and I love it. Um, appreciate the time. Uh, check everybody check out Kimberly on LinkedIn. Like, like she said, she's active. I know she is. We've gone back and forth several times. Um, and she's got a lot of good thoughts. So, uh, make sure you follow her Kimberly. Thank you again. And, uh, we'll see you all next time on the marketing to win podcast.